You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. The future comes, and now my watch begins. It shall not end until my death. I shall miss no game, withhold no news, report all rumors. I shall wear no jerseys, and plead allegiance to no side. I shall live and die on my webpage. I am the word in the darkness. I am the watcher of the TV. I am the megaphone that informs the realms of geek. I pledge my hands and name to the Geek's Watch, for the Geeks and all the Geeks to come. What's up everybody, welcome to another episode of the Geek's Watch here on Geek Elite Media. Mitch, take it away. That's right, we are on Geek Elite Media, this is the Geek's Watch and we are talking about the great on Hulu still. We're talking Ooh. about Captain the Gate and, and the fictional history that they've come up with in this fictional world thanks That's to fiction. Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, we are, what, six episodes in now? This is the mm-hmm. sixth episode, right? Yes. Indeed. How is everybody feeling about the show at this point, just over the halfway point? I don't, I don't even know anymore. <laughs> I don't know what to, I think I'm just going to take a seat back and just watch it and not even try to predict anything from now on. Like, the plot <laughs> thickens. I know. Uh, just like. This is a random episode. No, um, I know, did, did anyone think that this was a particularly different episode than they expected yeah. for this stuff? Elizabeth, tell us your thoughts. <laughs> Tell you my thoughts. Well, I literally just finished it because time is time. Um, Wait, no, no. I thought time was money. I mean, it is, is this a, that too. Yeah, too. No, it's is a like a time is space kind of thing. Is, is that what? Is that what we're doing? by you in society? <laughs> Fourth dimension. Beautiful. Right. This episode is definitely one of those. Um, we all like to think that when faced with death, we'll change, but we can't deny who we are. Yes. I that's. I think that's the summation of this episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that boy don't change. Nope. Nope. I mean, why would he need to? Yeah, there's He's literally perfect. no impetus whatsoever. To him, he is. Yeah. I mean, he his, says it. his life is perfect, so why would it need to change? Uh, but before we get into talking about the great in more depth, let's get into the week's watch. So, Elizabeth, what did you watch this week? I watched a fairly painful nineties <laughs> oh, action comedy. I think oh, no. don't, don't don't say what it what it is yet. Mm. You're never gonna guess it. Damn it. I wanted Can we to describe the plot line? Or yes. why? Okay. So the plot line is a kung fu specialist in military intelligence. I like that gets- he's a specialist in kung fu. <laughs> well, I mean, he uh, gets assigned to a base in California along the border, army base, and he's tasked with finding out which of the army... Men. In men, officers, how far up the chain of command it goes, 
is working with the Mexican drug cartels. 90s? And it's all it stars yep. Mark Picascos. That's it's, <laughs> that's the only name, and that's barely a name uh, in this movie. I got nothing. You, wow, what? John, you got anything? This, I was gonna guess maybe John Claude Van Damme. This, Same. This, yeah. Not, nope. Not John Claude Van Damme. Like, do you, does anybody know who Mark Dacascos is other than no. me? No. no. John does. Yeah. See, John. I I, that's why I like you, John. <laughs> Uh, is it based on this one and- thing? Yeah, just the Mark DeCascos thing. That's it. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, he's in John Wick 3, apparently. Yeah, he was in John Wick 3. He was in uh, one whole season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. He was in uh, <laughs> Only the Strong and Brotherhood of the Wolf, which Brotherhood of the Wolf is a great movie. If you, anybody ever gets an opportunity to watch it, it is actually a really good movie. It's all in French, so you have to watch it with subtitles. Are we but- forgetting his biggest role on Iron Chef? I mean, yes, he is. Uh, he, he, yeah. Face looks that good. guy. <laughs> I never watched Iron Chef, so I, I don't relate to that one. But yes, he is. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, John, for bringing it back to where I could relate. I appreciate it. <laughs> Plus, so, it's also the crow on the TV version. Yeah, that's right. He was a crow. Uh, he was Eric Draven. But yeah, the, name of, the title of this illicit movie is called The Base. The Base. It's, it's, that's oh. the, it's called The uh. Base. It was it's straight to video back in 1999, and uh, I had very fond memories of this movie watching it on probably Cinemax or HBO or something like that at the time. Why did you uh, have Cinemax? Not, huh? Why did you have Cinemax? Because we had movie channels. I would not trust Baby Mitch with Cinemax. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't trust Grown Mitch with Cinemax. <laughs> Just watch the yeah. scrambled version. That's that's fair. <laughs> change over to channel one ninety six and hope for the best. <laughs> this movie this- is not available on any streaming sites at the moment. I had to buy the DVD off of eBay. Oh my god! You get to watch it, and it was in four by three ratio. So <laughs> was it? Was, it was this? Uh, oh my gosh! The movie was poster for this though is just—it's gorgeous. Right. Was this a movie poster? It's so beautiful. <laughs> it's the most patriotic thing I've ever seen. This movie also <laughs> spawned, <laughs> it spawned like three sequels, I think, but with like a whole bunch of like um, uh, WWE wrestlers as the <laughs> as the <laughs> new lead, so to speak. So, if that tells you anything, yes. Going back and rewatching this movie, I came to realize that yeah, this is not a good movie, and I have no idea why I liked it as a child. <laughs> It was been there. Yeah, it was pretty bad. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was definitely wow. a rough watch. Was there at least a one good thing about the whole movie that you liked? Looking at Mark. Yeah, there you go. Looking at Mark. Yeah. He is pretty gorgeous. <laughs> He's got really nice eyebrows. I mean, come on. I guess huh? the the one ad, the one positive to the storyline was that when he told his commanding officers that he needed to be pulled out, he was going to be made. They put in motion to get him out as opposed to just being like, just a little longer. We just need you a little longer. (laughs) So like actually trusting the person that you send undercover to be like, I'm not safe. I'm no longer safe. However, it was the the government moving as slow as it usually does. It still was too late. (laughs) But they did at least make concerted effort. (laughs) They tried. (laughs) 
Too much so there you go. I, I made her suffer through a 1999 kung fu movie, which didn't have enough martial arts in it's, it for me. Like well, that was the biggest problem. That's why I said kung fu specialist, because like there's some martial arts, <laughs> but not a ton. This was directed by the same man who directed Commando with Arnold Schwarzenegger. If that tells you, uh-huh. that's not a good movie. Also, so. <laughs> <laughs> but that is a cult classic. In it is a cult classic. You're right. He's got he, it's Arnold one-liners and it's the best. So. <laughs> but yeah, so it was yeah because there just there wasn't a lot of there was almost as much shooting as there was martial arts. Yeah, there was, there was a lot more shooting and, and blowing up stuff. Um, okay, well that was another fail in the in the <laughs> tutelage of Elizabeth in movie madness. Steven. How many successes do you guys have? Oh, between the two of us or just for me showing her stuff? <laughs> just, just the one you get showing her stuff. I think I, I, I know one. What was the one? Uh, I couldn't tell you. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. It, there, it was the first one that was in uh, the, the vein of. Oh, you know, was it was Charlotte Charlotte Hustle. Hustle, yeah. yeah, she liked. Okay, there we go. That one was. Yeah. But, but yeah, um, goodness. Demolition Man wasn't bad. Oh, she did like Demolition Man. That's right. I, I guess I just need to stick to Stallone. <laughs> Ooh, show her stop or my mom will shoot. Stop or my, she? I mean, I don't know. If she likes the, the that kind of comedy all that much, but we I can show her that one. Or I'm Oscar. Fine. Oscar was actually kind of good. Oscar was his also attempt at, at like his follow up writing to uh, Rocky. So it's it's an interesting movie because it's nothing like Rocky. Yeah, is it the one with him and the little kid? No, no, that's uh, over the top. Yeah, that's over. Okay. The top. Which no, Oscar's you know? like a 1940s period piece, like situational comedy, kind of like yeah, a lot of uh, misunderstandings. But he's also a mob boss. Yeah, basically, like you do. Yeah, yeah, you know, like you do, because he's the um, good kind of mob boss. A little terrified. <laughs> you should wear the tuxedo through most of the movie. It's really weird. Yeah. <laughs> Steven, what did you watch this week? The main thing I watched this week, um, because I spent a lot of my time uh, reading, uh, which you can find out more about over uh, um, on the Geek Elite Media website. Um, there's a new podcast over there uh, called Love of Pages. You guys should go check it out. Um, but who's on aside that? from the reading I did, huh? Who's on that? I don't know. I, I don't know those people very much, but I'll tell you what. Those people, they're great. Intelligent, well-read, well-versed, I think great voice. Huh? I think they're just drunk. Probably. They all sound like it. (laughs) (laughs) uh, No. uh, Aside from doing the reading that I I did this week for that one, honestly, the main thing that I got to watch was the second episode of that new Perry Mason series. Oh. It was... They're continuing with what they were doing with uh, making it, obviously, considerably darker. Um, One of the most interesting additions to the show so far is... I forget her first name. Um, the main star of Orphan Black, something oh, Maslin. Yeah, that's the one. Um, yeah, she's she was added to the series, and it's really interesting. I think she's a fantastic, fantastic actress. Um, but uh, no, the the series it's continued to be interesting, even though it's like this like noir kind of story. And Mitch, you know how much I hate noirs, or at least how much <laughs> I thought I hated noirs until you pointed out that all cyberpunk things are noir. This is true. Uh, it's true. Uh, and so I was like, fuck, so now I have to look at all noirs. Uh, but 
Yeah. Um, so I have a ray gun in it and he's like, okay, I'm in. <laughs> like, like, give you lasers or at least one robot and then it's good. Okay. But uh, yeah, and it's like watch, watching the series, they're continuing what they were doing before, setting stuff up. It's beautifully shot. They're bringing in this, like they're, they're widening the cast of characters, um, really giving Perry Mason um, a really good and rich backstory, which don't get me wrong. We had backstory stuff for him in the past and everything, but this is something different. And I definitely understand now why they chose to take it back to before he is working in law in the way that he was in the original series. It's, it's really cool. Was, is this art, is this property a book before it was a TV show? It was also books. I don't know if it was before or like at the same time concurrent. Oh, okay. But, yeah. yeah. Um, at, the one thing I'll say for this one is definitely if you are any kind of squeamish, don't watch the series. <laughs> any it's kind? New- huh? Any kind of squeamish. Yeah, no, no, not at all. <laughs> uh, there's there's like a high tension um, and uh, I've gotten into dark corners of the internet and the things that I saw in this most recent episode are very uh, accurately done. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Are we talking like Black Dahlia murders kind of thing? Or I mean that, that like gore for sure. Oh, okay. But yeah, it's they they do a lot with this one. And honestly, they also use the HBO budget really well for some war flashback scenes. Oh. Interesting. Cool. All right. Now there's a huge thing because my mom tried to watch watch it. I think I've mentioned somewhere else before. She tried to watch it because she watches the old Perry Masons. And so she was excited. It's a reboot. And she's like, it is literally nothing like it. And there's an utter outrage over how it's nothing like it. So mm-hmm. I'm just I'm curious, kind of sort of maybe what you think, or I don't know what anybody else thinks of like taking an iconic character and then completely 180ing it. Is that right to do? Or should mm-hmm. you just call it what it is and have a different detective's name on it and create something new? Because Yeah. As far as I'm understanding, it's literally just taking his name. I to a certain degree, um, but the way that he works on things is also in line with the character for me. Um, like in the way that, like, if they made a new Columbo series, he's still gonna like confound the person that he's trying to get. You know, like <laughs> okay. that's still going to happen when they do that. Um, in this one, I still think that is the way they treat this, and he is still a good person no matter what. Um, but also at the same time, I think being a person who grew up reading comic books, um, reading books and seeing them adapted into television mm. or movies and things like that, I'm I'm at a point now in my life where if someone makes a different version of a thing that I saw in the past, those are two separate things, and I have to enjoy them for the separate things that they each present, okay. versus judging them against each other. That's fair. Yeah, I, I, mean, I think I, that's what you have to come at it as is the it's someone else's interpretation of the character and you know, the way that we do things now is it must be a little bit more grittier, like the old Perry Mason yeah. with, um, Oh, what's the name of the actor that was in the old, <laughs> Perry say, I feel bad about it. Uh, anyways, you know, that's, that's a diff- that was a different time and the show was, was done differently. So, they definitely lean into it, though. It's very much a product of its time. Obviously, anything that exists is informed by the time in which it's created and everything. Um, I mean, even just look at just Watchmen, uh, like the most recent series. Right. Um, That's what I was going to bring up. Like, it's 
they, like they become pertinent in the time that they're created in um mm-hmm. older series like there are things that are problematic or uh watching it as a person from a later time you would be like why why is this a big deal you know so i think this is very much in that same vein however that injures gay movie they made several years back <laughs> that movie's trash that's one man's opinion yeah, no, that that's the whole internet's no. opinion. That's the whole opinion. I just wonder why Hollywood would do it sometimes, though. Like, why intentionally 180 it? You're going to get that much hate and rage over it, and you're never like, going to make a sequel. Like, just... Art- Artemis Fowl, even, recently. I don't know why. I, I got five minutes in. I got it's five bad. minutes in. As soon as he started surfing, I was like, I'm done. <laughs> nope, I'm done. I can't. Artemis Fowl surfing? No, fuck you. I'm done. It's bad. <laughs> you destroyed it. Disney, I'm so disappointed. <laughs> All right, I just want people to remember this for the next time a comic book movie comes out, and I say that a, a certain character wasn't used the right way. Just remember that that Armis Fowler was surfing. I know. I I support you. I support you, Mitch. That's fine. Uh, okay, so Perry Mason is currently on HBO. Mm-hmm. Jessica, what have you been watching this week? Uh, so I was just scrolling through Netflix and I came across a show that you and Steven has talked about several times. It was a CW show and I didn't trust it at first because I liked Arrow the first two seasons and then the third season highly disappointed me. And <laughs> But you guys talked about it so highly. So I've started watching League of Legends. Nope. Uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Oh, Legends, whatever. Oh my god. You can watch League of Legends if you want. (laughs) I know. I I always think League of Legends. No, Legends of Tomorrow. I'm very tired. (laughs) I'm seven episodes in, and Steven, you warned me the first season is a bit angsty or something, which it is, but... It's rough. So far, far I'm having a pretty good time watching it, though. You like the first season? Yeah. It's it's alright. I mean, it's not... I don't know. I think because I know it's going to get better. Like, maybe that's my thing. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I like they brought back the... Oh, I, I'm going to not remember their names at this current we'll moment. The, the, the Canary, they brought her back. Sarah. Sarah, yeah. And yeah. I really like... Because I didn't know... Because I stopped watching Arrow and any of the other CW stuff. I didn't know anything about Firestorm. Okay. And how yeah. he, I just think he's such a unique sort of an old professor combining with a young mechanic to make this nuclear powered. I just think that's the most fascinating. Like, who thought of that? Like, that's. <laughs> that's just Mitch, John, where's that encyclopedic knowledge? Who created Firestorm? Yeah. Oh, Firestorm was probably created by Julie Schwartz, but I'd have to look that up. Ooh. Keep talking. Well, good. Good on that. <laughs> Um, I, I like probably surprisingly I didn't like him at first, but the the criminal character guy, the the smart one. Oh, um, Captain uh, Cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like did, his character. Did you watch Prison Break? I did. I did, did not, but I now I know where I recognize him from because all the Prison Break commercials. Both yeah, of them, yeah, both the criminals are from Criminal Break. Uh, they put them together because of Prison oh. Break, and it's wonderful. <laughs> Oh, okay. No, I, I really like his character. I just, I actually like the characters. And I didn't even realize Hawk Girl was in it because Hawk Girl was my favorite from Justice League when I watched the animated show as a kid. 
And I was like, oh, a different version of Hot Girl. I was like all excited. And I was like, get away, Hot Guy, you're annoying. But like, Hot Girl. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then he did get away. And then, and then I felt a little sad for wishing ill on him. But um, <laughs> but no, it's 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 a it's a bit a lot of dumb mistakes a lot of like bad team building a lot of like oh we both have a crush on hot girl now that she's available <laughs> it's like a lot of a lot of that stuff but i don't know overall the plot's fairly interesting i i'll see how long i last with a time machine series but <laughs> those can get like a little bit tricky with the writing and then they end up going too much with it but oh. um <laughs> talking talking about you but <laughs> don't, don't, let any, uh, don't let any time travel rules like get into your head because they're gonna throw all those out the window <laughs> yeah. they, they, they kind of already have so mm-hmm. i'm like mm, and this guy i don't know the, the guy don is that his name don the, the the head guy the time machine dude i can't remember his no name. that the um oh geez he's <laughs> <We're talking about laughs> the, yeah well, yeah, it's, it's played by Rory. yeah, yeah, from from Doctor the, Who. Doctor Who. It's yeah. um, Captain something. I can't remember. It's Rex something. Wait, what? Say it again. Rex. It's his first name is Rex, isn't it? It's I don't no, know. that's close though. I have no memory right now. Rick. Yeah, Rip, Rip Hunter. Hunter. There you go. Rip Hunter. Yeah. yeah. Rip Hunter. That's Rip, right. Rip there Hunter. we go. Yeah, he's. He's always just like, we're gonna break the time. We're gonna take break the time thing. And I was like, dude, like nothing. No, <laughs> like the last oh, five yeah. episodes have proved that you're not going to like just <laughs> fix it later or whatever. <laughs> like, just I don't know why they don't understand that there's no, there's just multiple dimensions and it's nothing to do with whatever. But <laughs> 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 just, just get to that point already. But no, I'm actually having a fairly good time. So I'm glad I I clicked I- on it. <laughs> yeah, wait till you get to further seasons. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna get crazy. Uh, yeah, the Legends of Tomorrow is great. Especially, it, I think one of the things great about that show is that you don't have to have a encyclopedic knowledge of uh, DC characters to enjoy it because it gets mm-hmm. a little silly. But if you do, you get to see all the little like nods and Easter eggs and stuff like that. And to correct myself, so I lose my comic book nerd card jerry mm-hmm. conway and al mcgron both created uh firestorm so in you're saying 1978 two, two people, people. <laughs> created, <laughs> oh, the creators go by the writer and the artist now we don't do just the writer anymore oh okay the, oh, that's the way it, always, the, it always should have been it's, yeah. it's correct. It's the way it always should have been but we, we, we used to just give credit to the writer piss off stanley <laughs> oh no i that makes sense though because like as a writer when you see your character like drawn out it might inspire a different personality from that character as well once you see the Correct. how they look or like how they're drawn and yeah it makes mm-hmm. sense like, artists are just as important yeah it's, correct me if i'm wrong but wasn't stan lee's main contribution to spider-man about like the colorway Ooh, uh no i mean his he had a lot more contribution to Spider-Man than he did his other creations, like Fantastic Four. He, he didn't have a lot to do with the Fantastic Four, other than I want to make a, a team book. Like that was his whole thing. Like he was wanting to leave Marvel, and his wife was like, "Well, if you want to leave anyways, just make the one book that you want to make." And that was Fantastic Four. So, mm-hmm. but like Jerry Jack Kirby did a lot more of the creation and writing of, yeah. of those. Stories. Yeah, my guy. 
anyways, uh, so Legends of Tomorrow, all the seasons are on, all the season, current seasons are on uh, Netflix. Netflix. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> uh, was, was that it? This is the only thing you wanted to talk about? Um, well, a couple, I for, keep forgetting to talk about a couple weeks ago, I watched an anime movie and I don't remember the director's name, but Steven does. Um, it's called Mirai. Oh, Mamoru um, Hosoda. Yeah. And that's also <laughs> on Netflix. I highly recommend it. It's about, I mean, it's. You got time travel <laughs> in that one too. I know. You also have time travel in that one. Kind of. You have like family time travel, but it's basically about this this toddler of a boy, which I think is actually one of the best written toddlers I've seen on a show before. Um, kind of sort of dealing with what it's like to all of a sudden have a younger sibling and have to like fight over the attention of your parents and how he sort of overcomes that through the use of, you know, anime magic time travel tree <laughs> thing. So, but it's great. Really, it's it's a beautiful movie. The animation's gorgeous, and like I said, the writing of it is really good. Like it just how it solemnly gets toddler tantrums <laughs> so well. It's just yes, because it's from the point of view of the toddler, so you understand why it's having the tantrum, but you also see the parents' reaction to it, which is that typical parent reaction. Like, why are you mad about the yellow shorts? Like, why I don't get it? Like, it's just it's are really just freaking funny. out. Yeah, just a freak. He's just freaking out over yellow shorts, which is so what a toddler would do. Only you actually understand why he's freaking out over the yellow shorts because there's always a reason behind toddler tantrums. They don't. They're not just little jerks for a reason. They they generally have a reason for why they're so angry. But that little. Uh, Oh yeah, so Mariah, it's on Netflix too. So it's great. It's a movie. It's like an hour and a half to two hours long. So good, nice. I highly recommend watch if you like anime or maybe possibly want to get into anime. I think it's a good starter, maybe. All right, very cool. Uh, then I guess we'll go right over to Jonathan. John, what have you been watching this week? I've always been torn about John's name. Is it John Jonathan? You know, it's, maybe it's Jonathan. Oh, <laughs> Sean. The H is silent. <laughs> That's the H is before the J. Or is it the, the H after the T? Is it Jonathan? <laughs> uh, no, it's just John. Sometimes oh. go by Johnny. Okay. <laughs> what did you watch this week, John? Okay, so I had an interesting <laughs> weekend, and uh, I was exposed to Love, Death, and Robots. Ooh, you had not watched it yet? I had not watched it yet. And wow. I wow. was in the perfect conditions to just let it be absorbed into my brain, and I think <laughs> I only watched like maybe six episodes of it, but man. That's the right amount. That was an experience. <laughs> um yeah, and uh, the one episode that really stood out to me the most, and I mean, for those that don't know what it is, this is like a perfect show for a John like me. Um, <laughs> it's like the Matrix, except that there's no like thorough storyline. It's all just like anthology of you know CGI anime um, stories, just completely random, and they all yeah involve love, death, and robots. <laughs> in, it kind of. It kind of reminds me a bit of like heavy heavy metal. Yes. Anything. And, and anthology series. 
Yeah. Yeah. Heavy metal still has that like ball going through it. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. But no, you're right. It's 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 very <laughs> much like that. John, did you did you have a favorite and a least favorite of the ones you watched? Yes, uh, I was going to get to that. So my favorite <laughs> of the ones I watched so far um, was uh, I don't remember the titles, but this one was where it takes place in like ancient Japan or China. Oh, Mm. And uh, there's like these race of like fox women, like these witches in the forest. Uh, and it very quickly turned. It reminded me a lot of Avatar, The Last Airbender, like the mm-hmm. style. Um, and uh, it very quickly goes from like 1800s Japan to like steampunk futuristic uh, China. I mean, um, in the course of this one character's lifetime. Uh, and I just really love the animation and the story of that. Everything just played together so well. Um, it was a dark story, but it also has kind of like an interesting sort of happy ending. Uh, just really bizarre. Uh, it, was, one, it was like a, it was like an Asian selkie thing. It was interesting. Yeah. So that and one was good hunting. Say, out of good the hunting? ones that I watched that I liked the least, um. It was one that had to do, and it wasn't anything particular about this one. It was just, for some reason, it was the one I liked the least. I wouldn't say I hated it. But it was the one where uh, you have, like, these kaiju death matches. Oh, the first one. Uh, yeah, okay, maybe that's one. Yeah, it had, like, really, really good uh, CGI. Mm-hmm. Um, oh! But, uh, yeah, and I guess the point of that story was that it, it's kind of like a cross between, like, Pokemon and Pacific Rim. Because okay. you you okay. remote control these like monster like genetically created monsters, I think, or, like mm-hmm. monsters. And then uh not to give up away the twist, but there's definitely like a oh I didn't see that coming in that storyline. And um yeah, there was a lot of death in that one towards the end. Um but then I'm also surprised by how kind of lighthearted some of the episodes are too. Like they can look <laughs> really dark. To like the episode where there's three robots kind of just roaming the post-apocalypse. That's my favorite episode. Yeah, that one was, that was kind of interesting at the end with all the cats. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> kind of terrifying actually. And, what about the uh, one? Oh, yeah, go ahead. What? How did you feel about the one with the spaceship? Which they were one? like, oh, is that the one it, where like a derelict spaceship and the mm-hmm. the oh that one freaked me out. <laughs> Especially one. like in the, the situation you were saying where you were primed for this. Yes, the, um, yeah, I, I, that that image at the end stayed with me <laughs> for a while. <laughs> but uh, it was good though. I mean, that was a good episode. It also had really good CGI, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I don't know. That's just very like nightmarish, but it felt like uh, very. Uh, I want to say like Ray Bradbury ish. Yeah, it was it was like a Star Trek episode to me. Definitely, I would go even darker than that. That was like uh it reminded me a bit more of that uh the uh, Blood Machines uh mini movie that's on Shudder. Mm. Uh because it just it has a lot of that space travel but also like those really messed up visuals towards the end. Mm-hmm. Um just not as much Carpenter brute, but you know, <laughs> which is a critical failing of this clearly. Yeah. Uh, but no, that one was also really good. But those were my two, my my favorite and my least favorite of the ones I watched were those two. Very cool, Stephen. I remember when this first came out, you had some pretty strong opinions about the show too. 
Yeah, I thought some of it was trash and some of it was great. The animation yeah. on display was usually gorgeous. Like, if you're just going to watch it for animation, go for it. Um, but some of the stories, it's like, you only four minutes long and you still robbed me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was, a, there was a lot of different type of animation throughout the whole series. <clears throat> yeah, the one with the farmers that were basically shooting yeah. that was just, like, funky. I was like okay like it was like a combination of cell shaded with 3d like cgi mm-hmm. um it was great animation but just the whole tone of that story was like am i supposed to take this seriously or not because they're really kind of lighthearted. yeah that was the that, destruction going on the the one that got me the most was the one um there's a girl and she i forget exactly how it works out but someone witnesses a murder yeah. In like oh. a packed city street. That's the last one I ended up watching, if I remember correctly. But the animation in it was just like, how even? I don't know how you do that kind of level of animation. I was, was like into yeah. Spider-Verse times like 100. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, the animation was good. It was just, I think it was the fact I, I watched the three... Like I binge, I tried to binge it, and then that one I was like, okay, I can't. This writing, I can't anymore. Like I just, it's Put too dark. Up on the shelf. Too no, I'll just so I'll come back to it later, and I never did. But did neither one of you, other than John, see the episode, the Ice Age episode, the one with Topher Grace, where they have this whole civilization in his ice box? No, what? what? Did John? Did you not see that episode either? I did not see that one. No. Oh my goodness. Okay, so yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> y'all have to go and, and watch that episode too it's like not animated one it's it's Topher Grace in real life kind of it's, it's they have a whole universe in his icebox this, not this a is universe like, civilization like it's like that episode it's, of it's trauma. it's trauma no it's in trauma. Futurama there's an episode where Bender has a whole civilization yeah. well, Futurama did it Simpsons did it It's uh, it all came from the Twilight Zone that's right Simpsons. I was a god once yeah, because of Lisa's cavity. Yeah, the, the tooth she's trying to dissolve in the coke. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I think I'm gonna rewatch the whole season again, but yeah. uh, this time sober, so I can <laughs> not be terrified. History is also good. The one where Hitler dies over and over again. So, um, anyway, either. <laughs> it's uh, what you? I'm sorry. Go ahead, Stephen. I was going to throw it back to John to seal that one up. Yeah, John, John was there. Anything else you wanted to say about Love, Death, and Robots? Uh, no, nope, I'm going to rewatch it because I was really, really digging that animation. Okay. That's on uh, Netflix. Was there anything else you wanted to talk about? No, that's good. Uh, for my week's watch, I also watched something on Netflix and I also watched something animated. I can't believe it either. What? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so to give a little bit of backstory, early 2019, I think, um, I just happened to be flipping around on Netflix. I caught a show called The Hollow. Oh, uh, anybody else watched the first season? Uh, I ended up really enjoying it for some reason. Um, what? Yeah, I did. Of all uh, of the animated things. I know. I went with the most American <laughs> version of, of an animated thing ever. And, uh, it, it, I don't know. The storyline at the first episode really caught me. The whole like them just waking up in a like a bunker cell, oh, yeah, a bunker cell, so to speak, and having to figure their way out. 
if you haven't watched the first season, they, you come to find out that they're all in a virtual reality video game. They don't have memories because that's part of the game show aspect of it is that they wipe your memory before once you get into the game and then they come out. Well, the second season starts and they have their memories but they're animated again and they don't understand why they're inside the game again. And they're also trying to re- figure out if they are inside the game or not. Like it was, it was, it's an interesting concept this time around because you, you know, not really spoiling anything that comes up to the, like the second episode is they find out that they are inside the, the game, but they're not supposed to be inside the game anymore and they don't know why they're there. So it's, it definitely gets into a debate that John and I get into a lot. And if you watched past episodes or listened to past episodes of the show, you you'll probably pick up on that. Is this a uh, debate about Mark Zakowski or whatever his name was <laughs> Mark, from that movie? Yeah, Mark Zakowski. <laughs> yes. That's exactly what that debate is. <laughs> uh, but yes, so the Hollow uh, season two is just as good as the first season. I would say um, same same type of animation, same idea with uh, virtual reality and, and and computer programming and stuff like that. So uh, I suggest people watch it. But that was my week's watch. I'm, I'm assuming nobody else watched the second season. No. How about the first season? Yes. What did you think of the first season? I really liked it. Um, honestly, I watched it because someone else had suggested it so highly if it had just been based on me seeing the trailers for it, it looks like discovery kids, like a discovery kids TV show to me. Um, and I was like, fuck this. Like, uh, uh-uh. but then no, it, it turned out really good. And I learned a thing about myself. Yeah. The animation in that does look very much like, yeah, a PBS discovery kids kind of thing. But I felt like it had more adult themes in it than I was expecting. So I was okay with that. I think it actually is higher rated as well. Like it's TV rating, you know, uh-huh. um, I think it's past 14 even. I think so. Um, but yeah, no, honestly it was really cool. Like I, when it first started uh, again, I, it had every chance to disappoint and it did not. Yeah, exactly. I, I was primed. Uh, Jessica, did you say you'd also seen it? No, it's, but it keeps on popping up. So I was thinking about watching it the other day and then I started Legends of Tomorrow. So <laughs> yeah, the first season of that. League of Legends of Tomorrow. Of tomorrow. I appreciate the pause. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know I've never played League of Legends, but I hear about it all the time. That's the one with like a whole bunch of different characters, right? Yeah, it's a MOBA. It's a great yeah. game. Honestly, it's still good. I've never even played it. I don't even know why that's what keeps popping in my head. <laughs> Fair. Okay, well, that's our week's watch. Let's get into The Great on Hulu, episode six. Uh, Parachute. Parachute. Right. Yep. I'll just say right now, I almost was not happy at this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh no, bitch. Because of the parachute situation? Because of the parachute. Because the parachute. Yeah, now see, Mitch and I watched it separately this time because we just timing didn't work out to watch it together but i was sitting downstairs watching it going oh god oh this is not gonna be a pleasant recording oh oh this is gonna be a problem i still think this goes poorly i want to put that out there i know i mean they obviously do not show you the end so i'm yeah. still thinking, i was thinking he's, something else was gonna happen he's it has taken flight it is gonna keep going <laughs> i mean yes they're probably gonna have to go rescue the 
the dog. Um, Before a bear. Yeah, there's the bear in the woods. They spent a lot of CG money on that bear. They're going to use it. Right? (laughs) And then there's Catherine's bear. Um, So (laughs) we started out with my first impressions, but what was everybody's impressions overall of this episode? Jessica? I don't don't even know. (laughs) (laughs) This episode threw such a huge curveball at me that I can't can't cope. I what, can't. What like I didn't hate what it. I didn't. I don't know. It just like to me, I was like, this is not anywhere near what I predicted happening next. I can't just. <laughs> I don't know where the show is going anymore. I keep. I just oh like it was kind of sort of there was a lot of shock value in this one, maybe. I don't know. There is a lot of like everything seems so happy and nice, and then I'm biting somebody's finger, and then I'm killing a Swede, and then I'm just I'm throwing a dog out of the balcony, like just like <laughs> I don't know. It was all over the. Place. Oh, and then I did not even to mention how we found out why um, her family <laughs> surf. I just like yeah. I was having that such part. a good time. What happened? I was having a hard time figuring out why Mariel hated her father for the the exile until we got this explanation. Then I was like, "Mm, yeah, no, I'd be pissed at him too. Yeah, that makes sense. I would have, I don't, I'm surprised he's alive. I'm like, Mariel's lucky she's alive. Like, I'm like, I feel like Peter would have burned down the whole family for that. Like, just, (laughs) oh my God. I don't know. It's just interesting. I don't know. It felt different from other episodes. It could help that I've been utterly exhausted lately. So maybe, maybe it's that. But like, it what? Help. Fair <laughs> enough. John, what about you? What are what were your first impressions? I this episode was all over the place for me. Like <laughs> it covers the gamut from you know we begin with her just kind of monologuing, and we find out at the end of that scene that she's talking to her bear the whole time. <laughs> that's the only one that's listening, I guess. And you're like, okay, this is going to be an introspective episode. Nope. There's just so <laughs> much going on here. Um, you know, you have uh, Peter's change of heart, which isn't really a change. He's just more positive, but still the same. Mm-hmm. Um, I found it kind of telling about like the certain level of psychosis he has, where there wasn't really any hint of malice with all those strewn up bodies. Yeah. Like, All right, we took care of it. We're good. It was, it was like okay. Um, How do you think Grigor feels like with those? I mean, obviously he's happy he's not up there dead, but yeah, he feels that strongly. <laughs> <laughs> but he got what six people killed because of this. One yeah. of them happened to be a really great chef. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say it's mostly the happy part still. Still, yeah. okay. I think it's mostly happy because I don't think he cares. That's yeah. I think it's all about saving his own skin, and that is it. That is the full extent. I'm sorry, John, I cut you off. Were you, were you still uh, oh, saying? No, it's just, like I said, it's just this episode is just so so all over the place. You have Orlo getting his hands dirty for the first time mm-hmm. in, in a really, like, just bad way. Um, and, like, I love the fact that he's trying to be the one pushing reason and uh, you know, all that other stuff. And then when it turns around on him, he just goes psycho. <laughs> he just stabs the shit out of that guy. Um, he burns 
Yeah. I love that we find out uh, a very practical method of birth control for this era. <laughs> Which I have some strong questions about. I don't think that shit's going to work. There's going to be someone out there that tries it now, and that's a mistake. <laughs> and the hygiene issues. <laughs> yeah. The, the acid in no. Uh-huh. And there's also a lot of sugar present in like natural sugars, which is going to cause a whole lot of other issues. There's a lot wrong. So going to be a bit off. Yeah. yeah. Also, so. the the clinical <laughs> method that they're approaching to uh, like progenesis here is <laughs> like you have to do a hundred thrusts. I was like, okay. Uh, after cooling everything off and waving the magic sticks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that whole thing was just. I mean, there's just so many things wrong. <laughs> just, as, John, John, as as a person who has a child, is is this, is, this, is, this, is, this, is this how this works? I mean, they, they took some liberties, but uh, you do have to dunk them in cold water before. Okay, that makes sense. No, it seems like such a, like a high. No. But thank you. In the future, when I when I go to have children, I will do this. I appreciate your advice no. on this matter. <laughs> Stephen, what I'll were go. your impression <laughs> um honestly i don't I, I i watched this episode uh while doing something else so okay. i don't know if it's uh shock value uh, <laughs> for me but like last week's episode this this week's episode and last week's episodes um last week's episode have been ones that i've enjoyed more <laughs> but i don't know if that's because i'm not seeing the crazy things and i'm just like oh they, orlo got some character development that's nice that's nice <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm I'm really curious to see if he comes back to court and he's just like, yeah, no, 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 we got to be people of action now. We're gonna um, kill the fuck out of Peter. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna murder him on the spot. <laughs> like we we got to see a very literal, like in no way, shape, or form, metaphorical testing of his values, where he's like, <laughs> we need to be nice to them, and then the guy tries to kill him, so he kills him back. Um. So I, I don't know. I'm I'm very curious to see how this nets out. There's a lot of side character changes in this episode, which is very good. I think we're getting to a point where if they did, if they hadn't done anything like that, it would be a pretty decent stopping point for me. Okay, fair enough. Mitch, what I, didn't, about you? I didn't. I didn't need the CG bear though. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> that was an odd thing just to throw in at the beginning of the episode. Uh. So yeah. Not as much as I liked the last episode. This um, it did have a, a lot of side characters kind of have to readjust or or grow if you want. Um, one thing I did have an issue with was the whole Orlo thing. Like when he gets to the point where he does see a Swedish soldier and he's holding uh, Russian soldiers, you know, hostage, and he's like, oh. Oh, I could take care of this, and then he becomes all meek and stuff. I was like, "Why does the, the the book nerd have to be the meek one?" Like, I I get it, that's the one, that, but I just feel like this would have been the opportunity to kind of do something different there. But then he gets up the courage, or at least in a flight or flight kind of way, he ends up stabbing the guy, and then gets angry enough to just cut through him and cut him to ribbons, kind of thing. So. I I don't I don't like the way that they made his character grow. I guess is the better way to putting it. Um, that scene with Meryl's dad. That was a lot. 
Now, we talked about it, but we didn't talk about it. <laughs> I was planning to get to it, but go for it. Like, did, would anyone have guessed this? It, in no. You know, no. This is not what I was guessing. No. <laughs> no. Like, when, what, what were the things that ran through your mind? Because you, know, you knew this moment was going to be something. What were the thoughts you had? He, when he says, I'm going to go get my own partner, what did you think would be the thing? Oh, that that part? I just thought it was going to be uh, Aunt Elizabeth. Yeah. But I mean, that's just me putting like two older characters together. Like it could have okay. been anybody. It, yeah. I and, honestly had no idea where they were going. Body. <laughs> I, I was very confused when he left because at first I thought it was going to be that he attempted to actually join in after having been told mm-hmm. no. Yeah. And that would have been the catalyst but then he left and then i was like okay so now i have no idea where this is uh, going and I, at first i thought it was just he was gonna you know try and slip it into peter at some yeah. point that was gonna be the thing that got him in trouble yeah I, I thought it was gonna be that at first and then also but in that scene i was like like that was the first thought in my mind where he'd be like well fine i'll, I'll, I'll take part and then i really thought about it i think if given the right situation peter wouldn't necessarily be mad about it probably not yeah, probably not yeah if it felt good enough, it would be fine. Yeah. Hey, huzzah. <laughs> <laughs> but that would, what occurred definitely was not what I expected. I mean, I assume with the last case that, okay, he has sex with Peter's dead mother's body. Corpse, yeah. There, we said it. Yeah. Now, no, spoiler alert. <laughs> you know, I, I would say, though, I was still pretty limber. Yeah, what was that? How how did that like even the foot flopped when they like when he put it up on the shoulder? There was there was a lot going on there. <laughs> I would assume that the case would have been locked. So does that mean he broke in the case? Is there no guards around the case? Well, the case may be a new feature. Yeah, it, it might have just just been sitting out before. She might have just been propped up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Peter has issues. Yes. <laughs> you don't say. Also, I'll you want to talk about hygiene. You know, imagine putting it in oh. that. It's not great. It's not did great. He, no, did he get, did he, I didn't see her because he I says did, I, it was just the jape, but that one might have been just to try and save his life. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't see uh, exposure in this moment. And I don't think they've shied away from anything like this. Uh, because I had the same thought. I was like, did he actually, or was it just in jest because the guy's supposed to have been so funny? Yeah. Your guys' faces like- are all frozen in like grimaces <laughs> right now while, ta- while I'm talking about this. For a second, I genuinely thought the cameras had frozen. And <laughs> I had lost the connection. Nope. No. They're horrified. We're all just We're horrified. All just- processing i'm just more like are we really about to like scientifically digest this science <laughs> just yeah. like it was very so i guess because john made a, a good point that there's a lot of character development in this episode so i guess i figured the easiest way to break down this episode is by kind of taking each character or set of characters um so I guess we can start with uh, Grigor and George, Georgina's uh, character development. I personally appreciated the look on her face when Peter said thanks, but no thanks. What? <laughs> yeah. 
and just the the sheer shock value and um uh, for her in that moment do, do you think from that they're like you know maybe our position here is uh not so steady and they go and try to kill him i think they're gonna make a play at something c- yeah. to get back in his good graces i think mm-hmm. it's since they realize that Catherine had given him the idea about science and stuff like that. Like he's listening to her now, like things are happening. So yeah, uh, I was really thrown off by the fact that she was the one that initiated in this one. Like it seemed before this episode and maybe it, it, I missed it before it always was Peter who grabbed George and just said, Hey, let's go. Like I'm yeah. going to have sex with you now. But this was her. They are waiting for him saying like, let's have sex. And yeah. she's, and he's like, no, no, I'm cool. Like, so I thought that was different, but maybe that was like her trying to figure out like, is he still mad at Gregor? Like, cause mm-hmm. he was just out with Gregor and yeah. Yeah. the bird out in the see what looking at the bird. Mm-hmm. Well, so we began the series thinking that she was fully invested in this relationship with Peter. And then at some point, I think the general consensus moved to nah, she's just, dealing with it for the position of power are minds changing on that at all uh power still just power still just uh using what tools she has mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's just it's her way of staying in the easy life so to speak like yeah Fair enough. Mm-hmm. okay what about uh archie no <laughs> patriarch <laughs> and his storyline today um for this yeah. episode. he got knocked down a few pegs in my mind yeah. <laughs> it I, I liked his character it was growing and he was, giving, yeah. he was also getting crappy don't get me wrong but he was still growing and becoming a bigger character and like in this moment i was like no, no, no never mind i'm no no mm-hmm. also yeah. he looked it reminds me of Vandal Savage from that first season of Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, he does need to cut his hair. Very <laughs> well, <laughs> correct. Yeah. Uh, so, did anybody? So, in the last sequence, when Catherine caws at him, did anybody else feel like that might have been just a little too far? Yeah. Like I felt like I was like I was like now you're taunting him. Yeah. Like, I- your foot down, but now you're taunting him, and that's not nice. Oh, come on, motherfucker! Like, just <laughs> I would say, if like, this was a different show, then yes, but in this show, no. Okay, I don't think so. And this, with this writing style, <laughs> no, it fits the writing style of it. I guess but it is also a show. Time, yeah, okay. at the same time, I'm like, don't insult the church too openly. Like, they will burn you. Like, just. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, 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 honestly one of the most surprising things of the entire episode was when um the bodyguard guy came in and shot the bird yeah. so fast <laughs> he was great. Very, yeah that's, that's he is worth it. all of his wage <laughs> <laughs> i actually yeah, i quite enjoy the new characters the bodyguard and the the foodier, the taster <laughs> oh actually there were. There, I was going to have another week's watch, and these guys reminded me of characters from that. Uh, okay. It was that show, Gallivant. Oh yeah, 
They reminded me of characters <laughs> from that. Oh, I love that show. I need to watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Sorry. So do we, how do we, cause I think he, he's going to, Archie's going to have to make a play to get back. What do you think that's going to look like? I just, Is Mariel going to help him get back in Peter's good graces? I think she would be more to get back into Catherine's good graces. Yeah. yeah, I think that they're realizing her power now. It seems to be a pretty constant one throughout people yeah. in the entire episode. All of them recognize who she is. Even those people that were just there, like they're like they they called her a bitch, and they like recognized her power in that oh, title as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. Makes sense. Speaking of Mariel, what about Mariel's character development this episode? Because she definitely kind of went on a roller coaster ride. Do you think she's going to be okay with the fact that Catherine's written Archie off? Because she was adamant that Archie could be helpful. Helpful. Um, I would say I'd say she's going to try and get Archie back into into Catherine's good graces, but I think she knows to hitch her trailer to Catherine, so to speak. Okay. What about Leo? Poor Leo. Yeah, I think he's going to die. Yeah, I know, I feel like it's cemented before I was like, he's probably going to die. Now I'm like, you dead. Like, yeah, he's actually dead. <laughs> I like yeah, him. He's definitely dead. I mean, it's just, I get that they both said we forgot. We forgot what it was that we were actually doing, what we what we are in this, but like, and, and I know it's 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 for the show, but it's just, it was too melodramatic. Like, I guess, I mean, if they're developing feelings for each other, fine, but it's just like you knew that you're you're supposed to be the, the other dude. You're you're the other guy. It's, I don't know. It, it, know. it was a little too much for me. <laughs> okay. Is, a, is, a, is a, a male consort still a concubine or is there another title for this? I mean, typically they're referred to as consorts, not concubines, because they get a little bit of an air of superiority. But yes, they are the same equivalent. I, I just wonder if like the title is the same, like the actual verbiage. You know, I, no, I know con- concubine might be the wrong one, but I'm going to call him a concuboy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. Do we think watching how his emotions have changed and how he's progressed do you think at some point he's going to become a part of the coup at all or is he strictly going to die because he falls in love with Catherine? second one i I don't even know if it's that i he he's also a person who's much more about like um achieving your goal in steps and -hmm. they're not going to slow down i think he he's going to voice something against her too many times and at the end of the day she's still going to become that cold person that we know from history Mm-hmm. So I think she's going to write him off. Uh-huh. Or, or she just won't save him. Mm, okay. Turned about. Like, yeah. Hmm. That's an interesting thought process. Hmm. And then I personally liked the the shift in Aunt Elizabeth this episode. Yeah. Like she has gotten much more serious. And much more in control, Mm -hmm. I feel like. 
Was anybody else creeped out by her providing food to the corpse? Uh, of the little boy? Yeah. Eh, no, it, that people do that stuff that I never um, think it makes sense, but people do it. Yeah, it was, of course, Peter eating it. So Peter eating yeah. it, I was like, ugh, dude. But like her offering it to the corpse wasn't weird to me. <laughs> no, what was kind of weird was how matter of fact he said well like you know somebody had to kill him and I'd rather it be family and uh, it was either him or Elizabeth and I'm far too busy right now <laughs> I was like whoa <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I like I like the idea that there is still a line for him he's like no 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 he had the good blood so he had yeah. to be killed by the good blood yeah <laughs> he's family so family has to kill him we can't be indentured to anybody else for dealing with this <laughs> but they did reveal that they did kill the mother yes which we all suspected I feel like yeah, yeah she did it was either that or sent away right Siberia or something yeah and then of course there is when dealing with Elizabeth there is the question of the heir and the seeking of the air and that whole exchange <laughs> this episode about more actively seeking an air. So do you think that the whole pragmatic like going of it for this particular sex outing and the awkwardness made it so that the two of them bonded more? Like cuz obviously yeah. at the end when oh, they're yeah. talking to each other it makes them bond like I, I, obviously that's what's happening there but like do you guys feel it is the best way to write these characters I guess is the way I should form it I don't know what the best way is man this is also a show that had a person whose sole characteristic was that they were Swedish and then when they wanted to get revenge on some or like stick it to somebody they said have you ever had Swedish meatballs and yeah. then we're going to do something with their testicles so I don't know what the best way for the show to write a character is that was the weirdest thing ever that one threw me off I was like what the hell why is this here like I don't know I've, 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 originated. I feel like it's interesting I feel like it's kind of a I don't want to say a good thing to show but like there is always a possibility of bonding with toxic people and then all of a sudden thinking, oh, maybe they're not that toxic. But like, and it's it's a thing that should be seen, I guess, more. But I don't know. I'm not saying it right, but I, think you like, I don't hate that they showed the bond. I don't hate that they showed that Catherine now all of a sudden thinks like, well, he's because she says the line like, oh, he's troubled, but I can change, which it's just such a typical yeah. thing for people in general to think, oh, but my love or my direction will cure him of his issues and his toxicity. Like, I think it's important for them to show it because it's not going to work. Like, it's so yeah. I think I think it is important to say, like, yeah, you can have toxic people in your life that you do bond with. Like, you still should cut them out of your life. Like, yeah. But, I think it's historically a good way to write it because in a lot of situations where you end up with arranged marriages that are strictly for power structure, you tend to not love your partner, but you bond with them over common goals, whatever that common goal is. 
make a baby. Yeah. So I think think that makes sense, particularly because Catherine's feeling so vulnerable after her failure last episode. I would like to point out that she still has a rash. Yeah. (laughs) I I think she's pregnant. I think she's pregnant. I think she has a lemon up there. <laughs> I think she's pregnant. I think it's Leo's baby. I think that's not going to ever be addressed. <laughs> so I want to get to the dog. <laughs> Figured. So Catherine, after learning, because she's 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 come to like the two of them, like we said, bonded after they're trying to have an heir, trying to create an heir. Uh, she's like, oh well, you know, me and him are in a different level now. I can ask her a favor. And yeah. the favor she, does, she does also do the breakfast thing, she which was very good. That was slick. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah. Particularly after he had just been betrayed by Archie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So she's, she's gained all kinds of brownie points. And she asked, hey, you know, is there a way that we can make Mariel and her family uh, part of the court again? And that's when we get to the whole what, what Mariel's dad did. Well, the consolation is to get her dog back from the Arcady family. Uh, one, I was already like at that point, I'm like already feeling bad because of what they showed us at the beginning of the episode of how she has to live. Yeah. Like how is she going to take care of this Pomeranian now? <laughs> Why was that lady standing up for her business? I think she was sitting on a bucket. Yeah. It's just I a really high toilet. Yeah. It's like a bucket. It's a, I've it's seen probably a seated one. Uh, okay. It's probably and the ones that have the box around it. Yeah. With a hole, mm. and then you, yeah. I okay. imagine that's what it is. It just looked like she was standing for me, and I was so confused. <laughs> <laughs> so. Other effects were on point. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was already feeling. Like, one, why were why was the other family even upset? Like, I'm sure there's other dogs. We've seen other dogs. Like, you just get the kids another dog. Like, it wasn't your dog in the first place. I think it's all about prestige. So and... Pomeranian's more prestigious than a hound dog or whatever. Well, you took, you took something from them. Yeah. They, yeah, you've taken something from us to give to a servant. Well, she didn't know that he was giving it to the servant. She didn't know she was giving it to Mariel. I think everybody knows. I knew. <laughs> Well, it wasn't their dog in the first place. It was her dog. Anyways. But it's not about the dog for them. It's not about the dog. They were were more upset. It seemed like... Because the director purposely has the kids in the shot. Like It's (laughs) it's all about, like, oh, you're taking the dog away from these kids. Anyway, that's how I felt. So that was already a thing. And then the whole, we're going to tie a parachute to the dog and throw it off the roof. Like... I could. I, I was very certain that Vlad did not make a parachute large enough <laughs> to carry that dog down, and I was going to be very upset. Yeah. <laughs> See, but you notice the theme going around here that they were constantly debating during the whole episode whether or not they were going to allow Catherine to introduce science and arts to uh, to Russia, mm-hmm. and it seems like Peter is putting his own little twist to, to the things that Catherine wants to bring in. So he like. In a way, he's kind of corrupting her ideas. Mm-hmm. I think that's what we're going to be seeing a lot more of. Everything she tries to implement or change, he's going to put his own little stamp on it, which is going to just make it worse. Or at least yeah. really, you know, 
at the edge of your sea, like, oh my god, is this dog gonna splat or what? I thought Although this I was... Think it was really go ahead, Steven. No, you're good. I don't think it's he's corrupting them, but not intentionally. Like it's out of sheer malice. Like the only reason he parachutes the dog is because he sees Mariel's happy with the dog, and that upsets him. I didn't think that. I didn't take that from that at all. I didn't. I didn't take it was that he wanted to get back at Mariel either. But no, no I think I, I took it as he saw a dog and was like, "Well, that'll be entertaining." That is literally what I took it as. This <laughs> is thought process. I, I took it as somebody else is happy, and that pisses me off. <laughs> Hmm. That's fair. I I, That's fair. I truly think he just he doesn't like the idea that somebody's happier than he is. It's not okay. He's not happy because he's not happy, and he should be. He should be the happiest person. He's emperor. Hmm. He even had that little naked stroll through the palace. Yes, he yeah. did. Yes, he did. I thought that this parachute thing was going to be a reference to what is it? A uh, Franz? I forget, I forget the guy. The the guy who. In in Paris, did his weird parachute thing that did not work. Oh, jumped off the Eiffel Tower. Yep. (laughs) I thought this was going to be in some way, shape, or form a reference (laughs) to this in some way. I expected it to just plummet. (laughs) Speaking of of French, like when she's like, "We can bring in scientists from France and stuff like that," I was like, "You're pushing, like you're you're you're, yeah, you're jumping ahead again." Like yeah, slow down. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, that so. So, oh, we also invented bowling in we did. this episode. <laughs> yeah, that's Smash great. bottle. Smash bottle. Yeah. So, a lot of inventing going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, wild, first, wild uh, out the first um, uh, diaphragm. It's a lemon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> so bad. Uh, wrap up. Wrap up. Um, any thoughts on what we're going to see in the next episode? <laughs> Jessica's like ready to skewer her brain at the thought of having to come up with something. I think that this was a glimmer of hope that's going to crash and burn very quickly. I think something's going to happen and as a catalyst and Peter's going to go so far in the other direction that it just becomes unattainable. Really? I do. I I think this was a glimmer of hope. Because oftentimes when you suffer from near death experiences or traumatic losses or some, you know, uh, in a much cornier way, women break, get broken up with. There's a bad breakup. Your immediate reaction is I'm going to chop off all my hair, dye it a different color. I'm going to become a whole new person. And less than a month later, you're back to exactly where you were. Oh, that, that, I mean, yes, that's what I think he's going to do too. So I think because he swings as a pendulum so extreme that I think it's going to go whiplash the direction. Okay. Anybody else? Anybody else? I can't predict anything for this. <laughs> After that, uh, corpse sex, I, I'm, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. No, no, you know, I do it. The dog dies. Hey, stop it. <laughs> don't put that out there. Leo dies. That's fine. <laughs> don't put that evil on him. Okay, here's a good prediction. I actually didn't talk about him very much um, and his storyline. 
Orlo, does his having killed Swede help him convince Velimentov, or does it hinder him? Is he going to be too shaken up to convince Velimentov to join the coup, or is he going to feel emboldened? Emboldened. Both, and we see the head. <laughs> and we save the head? <laughs> we see the head. Oh, we see okay. the head. I, yeah, I don't think... I don't know. I I don't know if it's going to help him or hinder him. Like, I think just him his himself is just going to get in his own way. Okay. But I mean, obviously he has to if this is going to follow any kind of history, right? I mean, yes, but that doesn't mean Orlo can't fuck it up and somebody else can swoop in and (laughs) save it. That's fair. John, what about you? I think that uh, this experience is going to embolden Orlo. It might have even given him a a bloodlust that he didn't realize he carried. (laughs) All the years of repression are just being loosened now. So John's predicting that Orlo is going to go on a mass killing spree. That's right. <laughs> Ooh, Russia's first serial killer. <laughs> it's a spree killer. Sasha Darwin <laughs> is going to use his skills that he learned from Iron Fist. And it's going to be <laughs> on the show now. All right. So if you have any other opinions on Catherine the Great or the Great on Hulu, uh, we'd love to hear from you. I'm on Twitter. I'm at Mitchipedia G-E-M. Uh, Steven, where can people find you online? You can find me across all of the internets uh, as either Peppermint Gent or Peppermint Gentleman. And Jessica? You can find me on Twitter as JM Bailey Writes. John? I am on Twitter at Magic Bollocks. Elizabeth? You can find me with the rest of Geek Elite Media at Geek Elite Media, our Facebook page forward slash Geek Elite Media. Uh, also check out our website for archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our network, geekleapmedia.com. Please rate and review this podcast on whatever podcatcher you use so that we can spread the word of our network. Mm-hmm. But until next time, this is the Geeks Watch on the Geek Elite Media Network saying always remember to geek, geek out. <laughs> This concludes our broadcast. 